Okay, hello there, and welcome to End Credits here on CFRU 93.3 FM, CFRU.ca, Guelph Campus and Community Radio. I'm your host, Adam A. Donaldson, and joining me today is... Tim Phillips. And Tim, you you had about a month off there as we were taking our break. Yep. Uh, I, I know you. I know you were probably uh, riding around town on your motorcycle, hassling shopkeeps, uh, starting was, fights. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the Tim Phillips way. I was hanging with my gang, actually. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, we just like to go and terrorize people uh, yeah, on, our, go- <laughs> on our motorcycles. Go to go to the clubhouse, shoot some pool, play some darts, and then you know, tear around town at one in the morning, freaking out the squares. We, yeah, we know you, Tim. That's what we like to do, you know, stir things up. Everyone's too comfortable these days, you know. You got to get right. out there. <laughs> gotta get wild that's what uh, i do it, it's just you know tim's quiet demeanor belies a, a reputation as one of the worst enforcers in southwestern ontario um, that's right don't cross me or my <laughs> or my gang that's right <laughs> let's talk about movies uh end credits is a local movie show for local movie fans we're here every wednesday at 3 p.m as we talk about the latest in pop culture and review the newest movies which this week will be the very hardcore coming-of-age dramedy you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah which you can now stream on netflix uh that's going to be in the back half of the show for the first half um we're going to look ahead to fall although we're not technically in fall a lot of people consider um i I heard this term a couple of years ago uh being branded about uh uh meteorological fall which is the uh technically the you know the september 21st so we delineate between chronological fall which starts on september 1st and meteorological fall which starts on september 21st this is one of those things that i think when people talk about life being too complicated yeah uh, is, that's too is, complicated too many syllables in that uh, yeah i think yeah i don't think that's going to catch on yeah yeah it's not going to play down at the clubhouse um no, not but with here, my gang <laughs> but here we are in september so We're going to take uh, a quick moment, well, not a quick moment, the first half of the show, to look ahead to some of the movies we're looking forward to coming out over the next couple of months, um, some of which we may end up reviewing on this show. Um, But, you know, it's it's our kind of hype, you know, it's our hype show. It's a a time of year to be getting hyped about stuff. Uh, I already uh, lost one of the movies that would have been on my list, which is Dune 2. They moved that because of the uh, combination writers and actors strike because, well, more like, more of the, more like the actors than the writers, but um, because the the actors wouldn't be able to be on the um, proverbial campaign trail uh, to, to support Dune 2. I mean, unless something really radical happens in the next couple of weeks. Well, they've already moved it, but um, yeah. Yeah, it, the actors it, are more important. In terms of promotion, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, you want Timmy Chalamet and uh, and Zendaya. I mean, you definitely want those two out there. Um, yeah, you need you need you need that face of the movie, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Though they did move Wonka, which also is Tim Timothy Chalamet dependent. Um, but I guess maybe they're hoping it'll be done by Christmas time when that one comes out. Yeah, but uh, you never I think know. We're anyway. gonna be watching a lot of foreign films. Or they're going to be getting promoted a lot, which will be interesting. They'll be shining a lot, a light on more films from Europe and all over the place, South America, Africa. You know, that could be. It's, I mean, when did the actors go out? June? 
June, July. Um, so it's been like two months for the actors. Writers have been out longer. You need the writers to write the stuff so the actors can act in the stuff. So it, I mean, yeah, there there could be a bit of a lull where we're not getting. I mean, it could be like twenty twenty one where we're not getting those weekly releases like we are now. All right. Well, enough doom and gloom. Let's talk about uh, hype and get hyped. So yeah, let's uh, get hyped. Let's get hyped, Tim. Uh, what do you have for your first pick for a movie you're looking forward to this fall? Yeah, thanks, Adam. So I was I I wasn't really sure what, uh, when you brought up this topic. So I looked and. If anybody wants to see movies that are coming out in the fall, it seems like all these online publications have lists that they've created in the last week. So mm-hmm. calendar turned to September, so everyone's getting hyped. Content. Uh, my, yeah, content. Mine are more <laughs> on the, um, tend to be more on the art house side. So the first one is All of Us Strangers mm-hmm. by Andrew High. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, because he's actually one of my favorite recent directors he's british mm-hmm. um i've seen two other films he's done one we talked about at length on end credits i think is one of the better reviewed films especially one of the ones i like the most lean on pete mm-hmm. uh, which is a story of charlie who lives with a single father and he uh, cares for an aging racehorse named lean on pete and it's a great uh, film showing his journey uh, when he finds out that pete is bound for slaughter they he embarks on an odyssey across America, um, mm-hmm. searched for a home, coming from this troubled uh, troubled household with a single father. So that one, I just really liked it. Really understated. I remember when my wife and I went to see it, there were only like about six people in the theater. So it was really under the radar. But I think it was one of the best movies I've seen in the last 10 years. Mm. And he... and. After seeing that one, I went back and I saw a slightly earlier film he did called 45 Years. Mm. It's on Criterion. And it's an excellent film as well about uh, a character named Kate Mercer and her husband who are planning to celebrate their 45th wedding anniversary. And they're going to have a big ceremony and they're inviting all their friends. And then it turns out that the body of the husband's first love is is first romantic uh, relationship has been discovered frozen in the icy glaciers of the Swiss Alps. (laughs) And so he uh, thinks back to his first love and then his wife obviously does not like this. You know, she's getting jealous about all this reminiscing about this past love. So it puts their 45th wedding anniversary celebrations in jeopardy. And I thought that was an excellent film too. It seemed like it was under the radar as well. Um, however, Charlotte Rampling uh, received a Best Actress Oscar nomination for it. Mm-hmm. So it did receive some critical acclaim. So based on those two, I'm really interested in seeing his next film, which is All of Us Strangers, coming out in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've read, whereas those two films that I mentioned were more like realistic f- films, this one in a way is more personal and also more fantastical. Um, It's about a gay screenwriter who's going through a midlife crisis Mm -hmm. and Andrew high wrote the script. He's gay and he's 50 years old. So (laughs) there's probably some personal content in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's based on a Japanese novel called strangers 
uh, which involves a gay man going back to his childhood home to discover that his long dead parents are alive and well, and they haven't even aged. So I think there'll be, it'll be really interesting uh, fantasy content, but also dealing with, I think coming out to your parents about being gay, about being creative too, as a screenwriter. So I'm Mm. really looking forward to seeing this. And, um, one of the one of the stars of the film is Paul Mes- Mescal, yep. who is sort of an it actor right now. Yep. Uh, and of course, he was nominated for After Sun for the best actor, uh, which I really liked as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him. But he's not the principal lead. I think he's the uh, lover of the lead, who's played by Andrew Scott, right? Who's another Irish actor who I'm not familiar with but he's done a lot of tv work um sherlock and fleabag so uh, it'll be interesting to see that so like we're saying with the writers and the um actors strike a couple irish actors british director uh and it uh this film's played some film festivals it played telluride and the Guardian film reviewer, Peter Bradshaw, who I often agree with, sometimes I don't, but often I do, he gave it a five-star review. So looking forward to seeing this one. Um, and he said, uh, High brings this movie themes of romantic relationships and intergenerational re- relationships um, with tremendous performances, So, just like his previous film. So mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing this one. It's more on the art house side, but I think it'll get a lot of attention given its subject matter the fantasy components and Paul Mescal acting in it as well. I think it'll receive quite a bit of hype and I want to hype it now. I'm looking forward to <laughs> seeing all of us strangers whenever that comes out in the fall. Uh, Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a weird fall for like, like really indie guys for dabbling in sci-fi and fantasy and stuff. Cause I, I'm thinking about Yorgos Lanthimos's poor things too, uh, which is yeah. also a sci-fi tale. Um, that one didn't quite make my list. Um, I'm going to start small and maybe work up to some of the bigger ones. Um, this one comes out in October, uh, as scheduled right now. We should, we should add the caveat that, you know, the the studios may move stuff around, but also different movies are getting waivers to let the stars promote as promote the films. Um, but this one, I don't know what. Uh, it might get a waiver because it's it's a pretty small film. It's called uh, She Came to Me, which is from Rebecca Miller, who in her first film in almost 10 years, she uh, is behind The Ballad of Jack and Rose and The Private Lives of Pippa Lee and a couple of other films. Um, so she works in these like small, you know, interpersonal spaces. This is feels kind of like a rom-com. Um, it stars Peter Dinklage as a composer who's writing his big comeback opera uh as these things go he has writer's block he is married to Anne Hathaway who encourages him to just you know go out there and and seek inspiration uh you know walk around New York and see what happens and uh he somehow manages to uh stumble upon a tugboat captain played by Marissa Tomei and they have a dalliance and uh this does become the fuel for him this the creative fuel to him but he also um has bit off more he can more than he can chew because uh Marissa Tomei is uh very bound and determined to um be his muse whether he likes it or not um so it's it looks very funny it looks very like 
snobby artsy New Yorky kind of which uh I I kind of like to live vicariously through <laughs> um, but it's also like it's it's like just in the trailer you know you, you have this really great dynamic between Anne Hathaway and Peter Dinklage they have this really great back and forth I like this idea of Peter Dinklage as kind of like this like dour kind of misanthropic romantic lead I I feel like that's a good space for him um and you know rebecca miller i don't think she's ever really disappointed i I think she has a really good ear for for dialogue and for uh personalities and uh just this uh, you know her father's arthur miller so she probably understands the space very very well so it's it's good i think it's gonna be a good time i'm looking forward to to, uh to seeing it and having a laugh and uh i mean with you know peter dinklage marissa tomei and hathaway um that's that's a pretty good combo for for a rom com. So uh, I'm down with uh, she came to me, which uh, a, yeah, it's a great cast. Peter Dinklage too. He's great when he plays no yeah. BS sort of characters. Or, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, hilarious. it's it seems like it's in his strike zone, which um, I, I I like. All right, let's get to uh, your number two. Uh, my number two is no surprise. Hope it comes out in mm-hmm. October, but there's so many stars in it. Might I don't know if they're going to push it. You might mm-hmm. know already. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon by mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Um, really looking forward to it. Huge Martin Scorsese fan from over the years. Um, even once you, you might even say as far back as you can remember. As far as back as I before I was born, I was a fan actually. <laughs> For a few years before I was born, I was a huge Martin Scorsese fan. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, he, yeah, this, this looks like a, a really interesting uh, film. And I like even like more of his recent stuff too, right? Like mm-hmm. I really like more recent, like 20 years old, like The Aviator and uh, really like The Departed. Although it, sometimes people say, oh, it shouldn't one Best Picture and stuff. I really liked it. Um, and this one, once again, re, um, reunited with Leonardo DiCaprio. Looking forward to that, and and um, De Niro, and De Niro too, who yeah. did a did really well in The Irishman. Um, yeah, you know his glory days with uh, Scorsese thought might be behind him, but The Irishman was a, a good, uh, good more recent uh, project, and uh, this I don't know a whole lot about it. Actually, a lot of people are really going crazy over the trailers and I don't think I've seen the most recent trailer that everybody's just really hopped up and energized about, but, um, mm. it, it looks, uh, yeah, it looks like, a a, a good Epic film. Um, Scorsese isn't infallible to me. I, I hated the Wolf of wall street and sometimes mm-hmm. some of his more, period pieces like the age of innocence is kind of bore, bores me but most of his films i really like mm-hmm. and um so this one you know it with it like his i think his sweet spot is more contemporary like crime movies so this is 1920s oklahoma uh over three hour run time so there may be some challenges but i believe he'll come through and early reviews are really uh, strong about yeah. Um, topic about um, murders on the Osage Nation mm-hmm. uh, uh, and the lead actress who I'm looking forward to seeing as well has gotten really good reviews uh, Lily, Lily Gladstone Lily, Lily Gladstone yeah yeah so uh I I think 
you know, you got to trust in Scorsese. Uh, the cast <laughs> he's put together in the supporting cast, uh, Jesse Plemons, who I usually love in everything he's done. I uh, just love that guy as an actor. Um, John Lithgow, very interesting character mm-hmm. actor. And Brendan Fraser's in it as well, mm-hmm. who's um, really hot right now after coming off The Whale. So r- looking forward to this, you know, finding out more about what it's about. Screenplay by Eric Roth based on the uh, 2017 book. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it think it should be really good. I'm trusting in Scorsese. Hopefully it comes out when it's supposed to, because there's a lot of stars in it. And I know they want them to walk the red carpet and stuff like that. But I mean, this is Apple's sort of big Oscar gambit. So it'd be like really weird if they were to just sort of yank it and, and uh, like move it. I mean, anything can happen, but it, it would, there's such momentum behind it too. It would be extra. It would also be weird. I think they even moved it up a week. It's okay. released, so it's uh, it's going to be in theaters, and it's going to be on Apple Plus. So I hope uh, I hope the the three hour plus running time isn't dissuasive um, to people seeing it in theaters. Um, I mean, I, I was I was at the bookshelf opening night for The Irishman; it was packed. So you never know. Nice, yeah. And I I heard the yeah, Scorsese he did some revisions on the script to be like more like the Osage Nation. Yeah, involved and to make yeah. it you know closer to real events and yeah. uh, so that's good that he took that input and yeah yeah there's a lot of indigenous actors in the film too um, and of course Robbie Robertson rest in peace uh, did the yeah. score so uh, yeah son of the six nations down the road yeah so it's um, yeah there's there's a lot going for this and uh, I mean I hope the hype meter isn't uh, isn't so near the top that you, you end up believing disappointed because it doesn't didn't reach the yeah. same levels of the hype meter. Um, along similar lines, but not quite the same. Uh, I'm you you took Killers of the Flower Moon, so I'm going to take Napoleon, um, which is Ridley Scott uh, directed. Uh, it's his first sort of big um, period epic since. Exodus Gods and Kings which isn't the greatest movie in the world but I mean most of the time Ridley Scott hits these out of the park whether we're talking about Gladiator whether we're talking about uh Kingdom of Heaven director's cut um speaking of Gladiator of course uh reunited with Joaquin Phoenix for the first time Joaquin Phoenix is playing Napoleon I like this kind of like sad Bo is afraid like energy he's bringing to Napoleon <laughs> um, in the trailers. Um, it's it's kind of funny. Um, it's, he's almost playing like a Wes Anderson character in this big battlefield <laughs> epic. Um, and then you have Vanessa Kirby bringing her great horny energy as as Josephine. Um, you know, so it, 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 this is another one of these things where where everything's kind of light up. You have Darius Wolski um uh, as a cinematographer so yeah i mean this is the guy who did uh the crow back in the day he did the first three pirates of the caribbean movie he's he's worked with Ridley, ridley scott a ton so at the very least napoleon is gonna look great um the, the trailer also looks very great too there's this uh this winter battle scene at the end that that looks um it's just you could feel the chill it's just tinged in this blue and it's not this typical sort of like blue you get in a lot of these sci-fi movies, it's like this very darkish, winterish blue 
that uh, makes you feel icy just by looking at it. Um, and also, Napoleon's like one of the rare like historical figures who hasn't gotten his big Hollywood like biopic moment. Um, uh, what's his name? Stanley Kubrick worked for years. Can you believe I blanked on Stanley Kubrick? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he worked for years and years and years and years on developing a Napoleon. I think they actually made a book out of it, all all of his Napoleon materials. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it seems like a huge sort of like blank spot in the in the Hollywood uh, the Hollywood history of the world that we didn't we I mean unless you count the beginning of Minions um, <laughs> that we haven't gotten the the big Hollywood treatment for Napoleon Bonaparte and we're getting it this fall on November twenty second so that's uh, that's going to be another epic to look forward to. Um, and of course, Ridley Scott's jumping right from this to Gladiator Two with Paul Mescal as yeah. as the um, can't remember the kid's name, but he's in the the first Gladiator. He's um, uh, Connie Nielsen's son, but he's obviously he's now grown up in the new film played by Paul Mescal. So there you go, uh, yeah. full circle. That's a that that's a good choice. I'm thinking like Ridley Scott with the uh, Winter battle scene like the duelists oh yeah i think might have been his first one of his first films it's so good there's a fight in the snow and it's just just amazing to watch so not that, to be confused be... with the last duel no yeah duelist <laughs> is from like 78 with i think harvey Keitel. i think they're having a that's right fight or something yeah that's right yeah in, in the snow it's it's stunning to watch and uh yeah, um, yeah, it's funny with uh, Joaquin Phoenix with the sad energy for the <laughs> Napoleon, and yeah, Stanley Kubrick too. Yeah, I went to uh, an exhibit at TIFF that had all like his all the stuff he worked on for films. They had, like just loads of stuff up for Napoleon. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, he worked on that for years and years. Originally, he was going to mm -hmm. cast Jack Nicholson as Napoleon, a young Jack Nicholson, but incredible, never came to fruition. That's um, a, so. that's a real sliding doors moment that we didn't get Jack Nicholson as Napoleon in Stanley Kubrick's movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. It's, laughs> I, I, I feel like we're all lesser having never seen it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to your number three pick. My number three pick is May December by Todd Haynes, mm -hmm. um, which looks really interesting. Um, apparently, the premise it's based very loosely on the story of Mary Late. Mary Kay Letourneau, mm -hmm. who um, I'm old enough to remember in the in the 90s, 1990s, uh, <laughs> um, she uh, she was arrested because um, she had a romantic and sexual relationship with a 12 year old student. Um, so it was big news at the time. She went to prison, and then I, I guess in more recent, well, once she got out, she married the student, and mm -hmm. they were together till recently when they did separate and then she ended up dying of cancer more recently. But this mm -hmm. story looks very interesting because from what I've heard of it, it sort of has that tabloid element to it. Campy tabloid. Um, mm -hmm. And I just watched I, Tanya for the first time recently. And I always oh, yeah. avoided it because I was like, Tanya Harding, they made a movie about her. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like she's really despicable in what she did there. I felt <laughs> And do I want to watch this? And I, I really like that movie with Margot Robbie playing uh, Tanya Harding. And it was, um, yeah, it was a really interesting sort of tabloid and serious, no holds barred. But that, I think it was more, 
it was meant to be r- realistic whereas this one i i think it'll be a little more artistic so yeah interested in in watching this and then i'd heard it's sort of like a cross between tabloid and like persona like mm. the um bergman movie about identity mm-hmm. uh, because it's about an actress played by natalie portman who travels to georgia to meet uh the mary Kay letourneau type character um played by julianne moore mm-hmm. uh who's i you know out of prison now and getting on with her life with i i believe with her with her husband who was her student um mm. and natalie portman sort of digging up old wounds um to try to play this character so should be real should be an interesting watch for sure um mm. Rotten Tomatoes, just so far based on, I guess it's whoever seen it, the lucky few have seen it, said it's swaddling its difficult fact-based story in a blanket of campy humor. Made mm-hmm. it sounds good to me. I like uh, <laughs> with the campiness. Um, and, you know, uh, Todd Haynes has had a, a long relationship. Uh, I mean, like from a professional relationship with Julianne Moore. Yeah. I, I watched Safe for the first time. I'd never seen that movie from 30 years ago. Um, most um saw that recently about a woman dealing with environmental illness and is, is it is the air killing her or is it all in her head yeah and it's it just it get, gets under your skin so it'll be interesting to see him with this more sort of tabloid material if he still has that ability to get under your skin because i think it'd be like maybe the both best of both worlds for the film uh and yeah looking looking forward to this one uh mm you know seeing how it all plays out i think it'll i'm hoping got really high expectations for may december Mm -hmm. coming out this fall Mm -hmm. yeah no it's uh it's been a while since we got uh like he did a that velvet underground documentary but it's been a while since we got you know uh a a real i hate to phrase that way real todd haynes movie like one of his uh more dramatic uh efforts yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh didn't quite make my list. Uh, I wanted to make room for just like, because it's October and it's almost Halloween. Just like, so, I wanted like a, a garishly obligatory Halloween pick. Yeah. Um, So there's two like venerable franchise sequels coming out this October. Um, one is Saw X, um, which is the latest um, film in the Saw franchise. But I went with The Exorcist Believer which is from David Gordon Green. I hesitate because his 2018 Halloween was good. Um, I feel like though it was diminished by the two subsequent films, especially Halloween Kills, which just feels so listless and uh, evil dies tonight. Like people chanting that over and over again. It just feels like he had, he had, an, he had a really solid idea for part three. He had a really solid idea for part one. And to get there, he had to just throw some spaghetti at the wall and uh, Anthony Michael Hall trying to be Butch and a bunch of people acting stupid when they're pretty smart in the first movie. Um, having said all that, uh, ex. The Exorcist Believer, it's kind of a direct sequel to the 1973 original. Uh, Ellen Burstyn is back um, playing Chris McNeil again. Um, the Exorcist films don't really follow kind of any coherent narrative. So I don't know if it dismisses any of the previous prequels and sequels. Um, 
I've been c- kind of rewatching the the various uh the, the various follow-ups to the exorcist and uh for, for my own sort of personal edification before this comes out. Um but Ellen Burstyn plays Chris McNeil, of course has ex- uh experience with exorcisms. Her daughter was possessed. Uh Leslie Odom Jr plays a, a father whose daughter is possessed. Her and her friend go missing for uh several days and then when they come back they are possessed and it seems to be the same entity that possessed reagan uh mcneil uh 50 years ago so um there is uh that that is the setup uh how that pays off i'm not entirely sure um all you may remember the even the priest dies at the end of the exorcist um but well uh that's slightly retconned by Exorcist Part Three, I should add. But um, <laughs> the it, it's going to be interesting to see, like, what does an Exorcist film look like in the year twenty twenty three? What can David Gordon Green do with this material? What does he want to do with this material? He said things like, "Oh, I'm going to do an Exorcist trilogy," and it's like, okay, well, we'll let's see what happens with Part One first. So I'm intrigued. I like the look of the trailer. The trailer had a lot of really great spooky stuff. I like Leslie Odom Jr. a lot. He is a solid actor, solid presence. Um, having Ellen Burstyn back, uh, she, uh, uh, what was her name? Linda Blair. She did. Bad day for blanking on names, boy. Um, <laughs> Linda Blair was in Exorcist 2. Uh, a lot of characters came back in Exorcist 3, but they were played by different people. But uh, this is the first time Ellen Burstyn's come back for an exorcist. So um, it's intriguing. I'm not entirely sold that I'm going to walk out of the theater impressed by anything I saw. But I, I'm intrigued enough that I'm, I'm anxious to, uh, to see what happens with uh, the exorcist believer. So that comes out on October the 6th, just in time. For, well, not just in time for Halloween, several weeks ahead of Halloween. But, you know, we should have a, su- a, a sufficiently folly mood when uh autumnal mood let's go with that one uh when when the exorcist believer comes out (laughs) yeah and now for the pea soup they can just do all cgi for that now oh i hope they don't (laughs) (laughs) it's like part of the pea soup is like just (laughs) one of the reasons that's so effective is just it looks like looks like barf it just yeah (laughs) uh yeah anyway uh, you have any honorable mentions you want to bring up really quick? Not sure. Not sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, Adam? Go ahead. Uh, I just have one. I wanted to shout out to the creator, which uh, Gareth Edwards, uh, who directed Rogue One, uh, Don J- uh, John David Washington, um, as a, a human soldier fighting a war against AI. So it kind of has this timely element, but the trailer looks really really good actually both the trailers look really really good so i'm kind of excited for that one because it's nice to get like sort of a big movie that has no tangential connection to a previously established franchise book movie comic yeah yeah so um i have my fingers crossed so that's gonna that's gonna be something that can just sell uh on its own and and maybe we get something new and cool and uh fun and, you know, John David Washington, I don't think he's had like, I mean, he's done Black Klansman, he's done Tenant, but um, I, I I hope this like further cements him um, as, as because uh, I did rewatch Tenant a couple of months ago and like he is, like, he is not one of the issues with that movie. Actually, I, I'm, I'm starting to like Tenant more and more, but it, it is yeah. like he was never one of the problems with that movie. Yeah, he's just such an effective 
he, he just has such an effective leading man presence. I, I, I just want nothing but good things for John David Washington. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I thought of one Anatomy oh. of a Fall. Oh yeah, which won the Palm Door by Justine Trier. Right. Um, don't know a lot about it. That, it, but it's called a brutal character study. Um, <laughs> and I think it's uh, the same. Same distributors who distributed like Parasite and Triangle of Sadness, so it's probably yeah. going to get a lot of attention. Yeah, um, like those films did. Yeah, and it stars um Sandra Hewler from uh Tony Erdman fame, but I haven't seen Tony Erdman either. I gotta go back <laughs> and watch that. I know that that received a lot of uh attention. I know she does like uh she sings like a Whitney Houston song in it, and that's, mm -hmm. and there, there's like. It's uh you know foreign film, but it uh it uh, it crossed over to American North American audiences. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd like to see that. And I have a feeling, like I said, I think there will be a lot of like foreign films, especially at the festivals. I'll get a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, because Sandra Sandra Huller can actually walk the red carpet, right? She's not <laughs> in SAG. So That's right. You're gonna yeah, maybe there'll be some new. New stars will be born from uh, different countries, France, Germany, South Korea, all these yep. different countries that make great films that I have to admit, I don't watch enough of them. I think there's some great films out there, but, you know, kind of get that North American perspective, right? Yep, that's so, true. Yeah. Well, we'll leave it there. Um, we're going to go to something very North American, an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, we're going <laughs> to come right back with our review of you are so not invited to my Bob Mitzvah. You are listening to End Credits here on CFRU 93.3 FM, CFRU.ca, Guelph Campus and Community Radio. And you're the snake. I'm sorry, okay? Stop talking! Can you just let me explain, please? No, let me explain some things to you. First of all, we are no longer friends. Second of all, I am definitely not doing your entrance video. Stacey. Oh, and one more thing. Lydia Rodriguez, cats, you are so not invited to my moments. Good! Have fun without me! And that was a clip from You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. It's the new film from Sammy Cohen, and it stars Adam Sandler, Jackie Sandler, Sonny Sandler, Sadie Sandler, Indina Menzel, Samantha Lorraine, Sarah Sherman, and the immortal Louise Guzman. <laughs> um, I love that guy. Um, he's, he's awesome. <laughs> I've been rewatching Community, and yes. uh, he's in that. You know, he's the. Uh, Alum, alum, alumnus from there. He's a celebrity <laughs> alum. Celebrity yeah. alum. <laughs> yeah, they've got a statue of him up with like his gut hanging out and stuff. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. No, that's one of maybe one of the best that 
if not the best cam uh cameos in community yeah. um but you are so not invited to my bum it's famously or i should maybe uh specify guelph famous because this was the movie that adam sandler was shooting in the allure area um mm. that resulted in so many sandman appearances around guelph that oh, right uh, got people so excited last summer um so okay so then I, then i'm gonna have to say that i love this movie <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't think you know Chris White, the mayor of Guelph, Hermosa Township, is going to come and come to your house if you don't like it. But uh, <laughs> he might. He might. He he might. He might have some time There's, on his hands. Yeah, he's got uh, lock pins. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe bridge too far there. But uh, yeah. anyway, seriously, what what were your thoughts on uh, you were you are so not invited to my bar mitzvah? Yeah, this one's tough for me, Adam, because I feel like. Uh, I feel like I almost maybe made a mistake picking this one. <laughs> I'm going to admit when I make a mistake. And for me, I know like white male in his forties, not Jewish. <laughs> maybe I'm not the right, um, maybe I'm not the right demographic for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to take a chance with it. Obviously like, uh, here's where it's you know Adam Sandler and I really like I think when he did Uncut Gems um, and uh, Punch Drunk Love those are two of the best performances I've ever seen in in films mm-hmm. and he's been trying to you know Hustle was was good too I for mm-hmm. you know it was a good sort of understated sports movie which I liked mm-hmm. um, and this one had like ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes so mm-hmm. so I uh, I was. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go with it. I watch, watch it with my wife, and at about like the fifteen minute mark, because we we're watching it on streaming, right on Netflix. I just paused it, and we both looked at each other, and we're sort of like, "WTF on this so far?" <laughs> we had a WTF break at that point, but it did. I must admit, it got better once some some of the conflict was introduced into it, mm. and it wasn't just wealthy people getting ready for their parties and once the conflict with the best friend played by samantha lorraine mm-hmm. who to me has the most star potential like if you cut off familial ties here mm-hmm. um i think sunny sandler d- does great and yeah. there's a lot of praise for her performance mm-hmm. but i thought her best friend samantha lorraine i think she brought a lot to it lydia rodriguez yeah <laughs> A lot of charisma to it that I think um, helped the whole project here. Mm. Um, Adam Sandler, obviously, now it's got like a 97 or something on on the critics and like it's like 60 something on the audience because there's a lot of people who, you know, didn't like Uncut Gems because Adam Sandler's not playing the water boy or something, right? They're (laughs) like, I can't, what, what? They don't don't read the synopsis, but I feel he's kind of like wasted here as the dad. I guess there's a couple emotional moments in there, but it it didn't it some of it didn't ring true to me. Mm. Um, speaking to my wife, she did say, and I need to see this. I know you reviewed it on end credits. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Right. Um, I think it's sort of an inspiration for this, and I yeah. I would I would like to see that because I heard it's a a really good good movie. So I'd like to see it. This one, yeah. I thought there, there was, yeah, the first 15, 20 minutes, it just didn't work for me. This whole 
milieu, this wealthy milieu, like <laughs> first world, first one percenter problems kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not first world. It's first point zero 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 one percenter problems. <laughs> and the thing that I thought rang really hollow was the um, Adam Sandler's family here. They the What's their family name in this? The uh, Freedmen's. Freedmen's. Yeah. The Freedmen's, they're like, they're they're shopping for a dress for the friends bat mitzvah, I think, for uh um and they're like, Oh, this dress costs us the same as our house. <laughs> and I'm like, No, it doesn't. Like this is <laughs> like why don't you just go with the fact that you know you've you've cast your whole family here. Why don't you just make it like it'd be better almost for me if it was like a docudrama or something, or if it was like a curb your enthusiasm type, okay. This mm. is Larry David. This is who I am. I'm putting on a role, but this is who I am as well. Yeah, I felt would would have worked better. Um, I think it could have easily been like a like a, a like a TV show about getting ready for a bat mitzvah. That was really about the Sandler family. <gasps> they could have done that. That's interesting because that was in yeah. the back of my head the whole time. Was like, how much of this is like maybe being improvised from like a day in the life in the Sandler house? You know, yeah. some like some of the one-liners, like "I'll stab you in your sleep" when well, that, that Ronnie says to Stacy at one point. It's just like how many times has that phrase been uttered in the Sandler house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it does get. It, it's a funny movie in the sense that I didn't like it for most of it, but then the the payoff, the ending, which mm. is kind of cliche, but it it works. Like it, yeah. I I felt some emotion, like you know. Sort of that the ties of friends at at that age are uh, are stronger than sort of like frivolous romance that you think uh, you know Mm -hmm. you know it's sort of we've seen it before but it's really well done here I think Mm. Um, and I think the payoffs well done but um, a lot of it throughout I wasn't definitely wasn't the right demographic for it and I don't like to say that because I feel like (laughs) a good movie should just appeal to anybody right yeah yeah Um, yeah. so. This one that's was kind of a miss for me in a lot of senses. Yeah, that, that's so weird because I loved every minute of it. I loved, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in the same demographic as you. Um, yeah. No, I I loved every minute of it. Uh, I thought the the Wild. kids were funny. Yeah, yeah, you know, I like I love the just like, um, the checked out dad energy that Sandler's bringing. Just like the from the opening scene where you know, and I thought for sure you would like. Your, your way into this would be the fact that it's Adam Sandler married to Indina Menzel again, with just like Uncut Gems. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like this yeah. is like the, the, the shiny, happy version of that romance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, like when she comes downstairs and she sees like he's not wearing a suit and he's like, I'm not, I don't know these people. I'm not wearing a suit for them. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just such. And then there's a scene that that scene in the mall where Lydia's parents who are getting divorced are fighting and, and, uh, Lydia's mom says mentions the Sandler character that he's a good dad and Luis Guzman points at him and he's sleeping on a couch in the mall and he's like yeah. well he's he's so tired from being a good dad yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's, there's I, I just love this like Sandler as like um so, sort of like passenger in his own life mode where he, he's He's clearly given up on the idea that he has any authority in his own household. So he's just the ping pong ball. He's just going to bounce off the corners that as he as he hits them. 
And uh, that, that scene where at the beginning where uh, she wants to wear high heels to this bat bat mitzvah and, and her and her, her sister says, uh, mom's going to tell you to take them off. You're going to make the sad face at dad. Dad's going to he's you're almost going to get him there. But he's going to say, listen to your mother. <laughs> And, and it plays out exactly. It's it's a lot of fun, and I think that's one of Adam Sandler's real talents as a comedic actor is that he knows when to step aside and let someone else get the punchline and let someone else take the spotlight. Like he knows, like when he needs to hit it and when he can step aside and let somebody else hit it. Um, and so I, I I think he's a lot of fun in this and. Um, yeah, I think what it, it again, like Hustlers was a happy Madison production. It came out of the Sandler factory and it doesn't feel like it. I didn't happy like that Madison. one either. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like Hustle? Oh, Hustle. I thought you said Hustlers. Oh, okay. I might have said Hustlers by accident. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, Hustle, like th- that came out of the happy Madison factory. It didn't feel like a happy Madison movie. It had a lot of the same ingredients as a happy Madison movie where he's married to a woman who's out of his league and he's you know put yeah. upon and uh there's a struggle and there's a happy ending um this is a lot this this is like a ya movie i think it's literally based on a ya novel yeah it is. It, yeah. it's yeah fiona rosenblum who who uh that's a nom de plume amanda stern is 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 who fiona rosenblum really is so i mean i had that are you there margaret or are you are you there god it's me margaret vibes too um, so it's interesting that Sandy and I would both have that impression. Um, th- there is that kind of feeling. It feels like a, a young adult novel. The focus is the young people. Um, and it's kind of like, I don't know if what Adam Sandler's epitus for doing this was. Like, was he looking for a project for the whole fam? Like, he wanted to take a, va- <laughs> take a vacation in Alora, and this is what he came up with. But um, I-, I think that there's very clearly a desire in him not to be i mean he still does like murder mysteries 2 came out last year but he 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 really seems committed now to doing stuff that can that reaches beyond the typical happy madison audience and he seems really dedicated to this we get uncut gems we get hustle we get this and you know i i support him on that because i i think we've gotten some really good movies out of that mode and you know you may be right. This may be something that doesn't work for everyone, but I was laughing from the jump. I was laughing from the jump. I was laughing at oh, the, wow. the, the young women uh, figuring stuff out. I was laughing at Rabbi Rebecca and, and oh, her yeah. silliness. <laughs> I was laughing at Luis Guzman, uh, especially at the end where he's like, I'm not paying for this, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Adam Sandler's just, yes, you are. And he almost has a heart attack. Um, and yeah, it's, it's formulaic, but as, as I always say, if you do the formula well, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the formula. If you can do it well, do it. And this this does well by the formula, I think. Yeah, actually, the parts I like are probably the most formulaic, like I was mm. saying. You know, the, oh, we both like the same boy, and then um, <clears throat> I'm, I ruined your bat mitzvah, and, you know... I, show pic- <laughs> pictures of you or video of you that the embarrassing file on the computer the, the embarrassing file yeah that's like we've seen that before but I, I liked it i i didn't yeah and i'm i'm somebody who who likes a lot some of my favorite movies of all time comedies i i usually get it but with this i felt you know maybe it's 
the young people speak at the beginning, but like that mm. stuff just didn't strike yeah. me. It didn't, didn't ring as didn't ring true to me at all. Like, and then and it, maybe it's true for their world, but like, I guess yeah. I'm so far removed from that world as like, do why do I even care really that much? And then, <laughs> I mean, the soundtrack seems peeled from the like new and cool playlist from Spotify. Um, yeah. but what I appreciated too that like when it comes to like like the really like embarrassing things about adolescence and like the the like the stupid fights you get into with your best friend and the way you like try and sabotage them when you're upset like mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't pull those punches those punches hit really hard like when she when she jumps into the gorge and her tampon floats to the surface yeah. like that like that like I think even if you're not a woman, you can understand the degree of embarrassment yep. that is. Yep. And it doesn't hold that punch. And when Lydia laughs along, you understand how that hurts too. And I, and I think that's, I, I think that's where the movie really gets you is that it, 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 it is not, I mean, yeah, we, you and I didn't grow up in a world of TikTok and um, Dua Lipa and, 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 and all that stuff. But I think you can, anyone can get that just like that, emotional tumult and how hormones can make you do stupid things and like embarrassing things will happen to you always when you're in a big crowd of your school friends and there are cool kids there and everybody gets that (laughs) yeah yeah and i thought yeah for me the dramatic moments worked the best i i yeah I, i don't agree like with the classroom scenes i didn't find them that that funny yeah um i find that kind of forced sometimes um some of these performers who are from Saturday Night Live or from improv backgrounds, it's like, I don't know, trying to make things quirky and funny when they're not kind of, it <laughs> kind of annoys me a bit, you know? Um, I did laugh when Rabbi Rebecca puts on her serious yarmulke and has a Misfits logo on top. That's, yeah, that tickled yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> kind, of, kind of funny, but yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it just, yeah, yeah, it was more, I don't know. Like at the end of the day, I don't. For me, there wasn't a whole lot there, and when mm-hmm. it got to it, I did enjoy. I enjoyed the conflict really. I just felt like mm. it could have done up the conflict, and like I was happy to see Dina Menzel as the wife and mm. Adam Sandler back together after Uncut Gems. But I didn't think there was. I didn't <laughs> feel much from that. I didn't. Yeah, it's not about them. But it's not yeah. about them, but even like the family scenes, they could have just maybe cut those, some of those anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Louise Guzman, I think he was, he was funny. He's funny because you just look, you see him and he's just playing he's a funny guy himself yeah. and he's funny. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of works that he's the father of the best friend and doesn't want to pay for stuff. That's funny, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I don't know. It's almost like, it's almost like they're going for, comedic moments when they're I, I to me it just didn't it's almost like I would have liked it better if it's almost a straight drama actually to tell you the <laughs> truth because a lot of the comedy I wasn't laughing that much <laughs> uh, yeah um, and I was more engrossed when that's me I don't know I, just, I you know yeah like you said I didn't grow up on TikTok and stuff so maybe maybe I'm I'm wrong for it but I'm being my authentic 
authentic self right now and saying that, yeah, that wasn't, that well, didn't break a chord with me, really. Yeah, and uh, I think, I mean, there were like, I don't, I don't know if Sandler has it in him to do like, uh, like a straight up drama, um, and and this has like some some of like the bizarre Sandler touches, like Steve Buscemi's brother Michael has a cameo. Uh, did you notice Michael Buscemi? No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's an he's an orderly at the retirement home. Like if you're okay. looking, if I I found that out in advance, so I was looking for him. But when you see him, he definitely looks like Steve Buscemi's brother. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> Steve Buscemi has a ton of cameos in in Sandler movies, so um, that's a nice tip of that. I like the um, oh what well, uh, the the, uh, the the little kid Mateo. He he I I. I was rooting for Mateo the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked uh, Idu uh, Masiri as DJ Shmuley, uh, <laughs> apparently the only DJ in this area, or, or he specializes in bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I loved uh, Ido Missouri, uh, for, for people, he was in Don't Mess With the Zohan as well, which is another Sandler movie. He plays the, the proprietor of the going out of business electronics store. It's always going out of business. Um, so that's a nice Sandler touch, um, and and I I do love like the constant reactions. Like, is this like Sandler's like the only person who isn't like enthralled by the DJ Shmuley aesthetic? It's yeah. it's I mean the, I I I guess I guess this is going to be like just a matter of taste, which is it's fine. Um, not everything you don't have to like everything. Uh, so uh, oh, that's good. I. <laughs> giving tim a pass but but it it you know i i i like i i like this i had a good time it was a good set um i think if you liked are you there god it's me margaret and wish there were some more jokes and some adam sandler um this this is your bag i i think i think i think it was enjoyable so that so it just you know according to taste you know it's it's gonna. It's probably gonna turn up on your algorithm if you've watched any of other any of Adam Sandler's other stuff on Netflix, and it's 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 a it's a fun time. At least I thought it was a fun time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, I'm in the uh, small minority who who <laughs> doesn't think so. It happens. Uh, uh, it, it's it's a good place to be. Sometimes it's good to be a contrarian. So, well, Laura looks like a good place to be too. Boy. Oh yeah. Jeez. I thought I didn't realize that's where that was. I thought they were. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, um, yeah, I think given that I have to give it an even better review than just given the location. Well, it's, yeah, it's all right. Hey, got good. You got good press. Like Adam Sandler going, going to milestones to have a meal. That's, uh, you know, he did. He did good for Guelph and the the Wellington County area. So we'll have to leave it there. Uh, that's our this that's our show this week. We hope you liked it. Instead of not liking, are you you were so not invited to my bar mitzvah? Like Tim I'm did. sorry, anyway, everyone. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I it's apologize. All, it's all right. It's okay. It. It's okay I'm, not to I'm, like it. It's movie. like I'm not invited to my own <laughs> bar mitzvah or something. If I've, if you I've ruined everyone's everyone's <laughs> fun time. If you'd like to listen to our show again, you can download it every Friday from our website at endcreditsradioshow.com. You can get it from the Guelph Politicast channel on Podbean or through your favorite podcast app like Apple, Google, TuneIn, and Spotify. 
Speaking of Spotify, you can find the playlist for much of the music that you hear on End Credits. Just open up Spotify and search for End Credits on CFRU. You can stay connected to us on social media. We're on Facebook at End Credits Radio Show, and we're on Twitter at End Credits Radio. I'll be back here on CFRU tomorrow at 5 p.m. for News and Politics on Open Source's Guelph with Scotty Hertz. And I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Adam A. Donaldson as well. Or you can go to my News and Politics site at GuelphPolitico.ca. And Tim, where else can people find you on the internet? Uh, flash in the deadpan on the internet and uh yeah maybe i'll give this a rewatch. <laughs> don't break anything i feel bad <laughs> it's okay to, it's okay it's okay tim we'll work through Sorry. it Sorry, we'll have I to work through it off air though uh okay. stay tuned for more great programming here on cfru 93.3 fm cfru.ca guelph campus and community radio we shall return next wednesday at 3 p.m for another edition of end credits and we will See you then.